You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. That was uh, obviously tough to watch. Yeah, I think it is hard. We're not playing at the level we are expected to and we know we can play at. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Really, Matt LaFleur, it was tough to watch. Could you be... More obvious, Matt LaFleur. Shout out to uh, Matthew Perry with the uh, Chandler Bing impersonation by me there. Could the Packers be any worse? Maybe that should be our poll question today. 844-770-3776. I am Rutledge. Hamilton is back. Yeah, and LaFleur says it's tough to watch. I had to drive home during from Canada during that football game. Eight. It was probably harder to listen to. 844-770-3776. Uh, Matt Hamilton donned out in his uh, red, white, and blue American flag uh, robe. Yeah. You are trying to decanadize yourself. Is that what's going on right now? I spent a lot of time in Canada lately, and I'm not. Linkster's going to be upset. I'll tell you that. It's it's not that it's not great, but both of them were border towns, and I could just stare at America the entire time. I just felt the oppression of Canada, oppression and the, Canada and the, like, English regime bearing down on me, and I just needed to get back to that safety of America. There you go. 844-770-3776. How you get into the show? It is Overreaction Monday. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. I had a uh, weekend full of crushing Coors Light. I was at Wisconsin College game day, and then I went to the Badger game, and then I went to the Packer game. Uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown is with us in the, the studio because she went to the Packer game with me. We took some uh, great <laughs> advertising partners, uh, express employment to the game. And one thing I will say, the scores between Wisconsin and Green Bay, exactly the same, but the vibes nowhere close. Camp Randall, despite, I would say, a handful of the biggest a-holes you could ever be behind at a game, like... 23-year-olds who are hammered and, like, trying to be cool college guys, but also not. Like, they were, like, picking fights with Ohio State fans, swearing relentlessly, and, like, was nonstop. And we didn't turn around to say anything, but at some point, it's like, I get you're into the game, but now you're not, you're like, they're just saying incredibly wrong things. And I bring this up because Molly was, Molly Brown was with me at the Packer <laughs> game, but there was a vibe with these guys where it was like, if I Wait, correct... Wait, so this the, vibe was at the Badger at game? At the Badger game. Okay. There was a vibe with these guys at the Badger game. That if I turned around and like pointed out their inaccuracies, they were going to try to start a fight because they already tried to start a fight with other people who were like, "Hey, can you not like I want to watch the football game? All you're doing is swearing and yelling through the entire game. It's kind of obnoxious at some point." So and it was <laughs> it, it was it was really bad. I mean, it it was a, a next level sort of stuff. Like everyone in the section was like, just. Come on, they weren't regulars there. Like they just like they obviously got tickets for one game. Right. Came to this game, Johnny come lately. I'm gonna go to the Ohio State game and be a buffoon and then go <laughs> about my day. The Packer game, I will say this: people were, were feeling far worse at the Packer game at Lambeau Field. 
but the vibes there are just better. Like as far as like there was not like it's all adults there. They can handle the liquor, have a good time. They were not happy. A lot of booing, a lot of sarcastic lot of cheering for the Green Bay Packers because it took them almost an entire half of football to get a first down. Yeah, and but I'd, I wouldn't sarcastically cheer for that. I, I would genuinely was, cheer. For I was that actually first cheering down. for it, but I, I feel yeah. like that was a sarcastic cheer, right? Or it had to not, feel not sarcastic. Not for me. Okay. Like I mean, it did feel sarcastic because it was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous that we're cheering on a first down so hard. But mm-hmm. like internally, I was like, yes, something is clicking on offense. We got a first down. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe not clicking, but something clicked. Something for clicked. A moment. At least clicked forward. So. I think it was two down straight. And there was a big debate, and so I'm coming away from that game and watched it in person, and I was gently telling people around me that, like, right now, (laughs) I'm sorry, Jordan Love is stinky. Maybe he's not the only reason that the backers are bad, but I've seen a quarterback not fit a system, and this ain't it. Like, Jordan Love is perfect for the system. Jordan Love is late on throws, and he is inaccurate on throws. He's not not a lost cause, but he is a below-average quarterback, and he is not a problem solver right now. He is part of the problem. If he was a better quarterback, he would have more. He would be able to do more. He misses the opportunities that are given to him. He missed mm-hmm. Christian Watson on an open throw. He missed other players on open throws. Some of those quote-unquote drops that fans want to call drops are not drops. You're not a drop when you got two guys draped on you or you underthrew it and so the the uh, and you threw it late so the defender from Minnesota catches up and then intercepts it. That's on you, Jordan Love. That is a you problem. I'm not saying he's a lost cause, but I am saying he's a he's a bottom tier quarterback. <laughs> but he might be the worst quarterback in the league right now. I don't think anyone would trade. Nobody would trade quarterback situations with the Green Bay Packers right now. I uh, and I, I agree with everything you say, and I think you're actually for. For a guy who I would love to be wrong about the Packers more often, I think you got a pretty good beat on the Packers, but you're completely missing the point of this. Yeah. Is how did you decide that Radio Jim Rutledge was going to tell the people behind him what he thought of the football game? Uh, so, yeah, I just like, want to back that come from. Yeah, well, I, I just want to back it up to that yeah. because <laughs> I felt like I was watching Rutledge and Hamilton in real life, but like. <laughs> No Hamilton, dude, of course. But, but I was respectful, right? I mean, you, you were you were nice, but I was a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little nervous. These how guys did have it been come drinking. Up is the question like? All right, so these guys have been drinking, right? Like okay. you can tell, like they were going to the concession stands. You could tell they had a few, and every and time. Florida record, I only had the I had some a Coors Light before we went in yes. at the trio, and then I had a Coors Light at the game. Like I was you I was a not terrible yes. beers per hour. Yeah, yes. So, yes, I know that's bad. <laughs> he was he was very appropriate. You're better than that, Jim. But no, I'm so driving like, Molly home after the game. Take that for that. Yeah, me driving his big blue truck, not going to happen. Not going to happen. But no, like these guys were just constantly, every bad play that Jordan Love had, it was, oh my God, Romeo Dobbs sucks. Romeo Dobbs stinks. Uh, Jaden Reed, he's horrible. Oh, that number nine, he hasn't done anything for this team. And Jim, number nine. <laughs> he didn't even say Christian Watson. I'm like, do you know his name? Right, What's right, going right, on? Yeah, but yeah, Jim like just turns around. Jim goes, that was a bad, bad throw by Jordan Love. <laughs> Turns back around. <laughs> Next thing. That was an underthrown ball by Jordan Love. And I'm just like, oh so, my God, this guy's so going to swing on right. Jim. These guys are making their wrong analysis yes. of the game. And Jim sits there thinking, I could bite my tongue and not say a word. <laughs> or I could turn around and just tell them why they're wrong. No, no, no. Better yet. Here's Did another one. Did you think that those guys were me? 
No, here's the thing. That's a pretty common thing. Yes, I hear what you're saying. They were too loud, but you're wrong. They were too loud for me to ignore. But I'm going to give credit. I'm going to give credit to Packer fans because I've been to plenty of games and I wasn't wearing any bear, bear things or anything like that. Thank you. They are a, for the most part, and I could pick up the vibes on these folks, that they were a cordial drunk. So... Uh, they, I could just pick up that I could have a conversation without starting a fight, without them being too rowdy. I think Packer That's fans. Because people like you. Right, people do like me. So, <laughs> uh, but I turned. Like, so it's the guys did. They kind of. They just like shut up. Like they didn't even say anything after Jim. I was just like, you're not even gonna come at him. Like nobody come at him. I was well, right. They probably heard his voice and was like, oh snap, that's famous Jim Rutledge from Rutledge and Hamilton. <laughs> but there was four to six in Madison. Right? There was there was exactly. a one play where Owens uh, had like the unnecessary ru- roughness call, right? Mm-hmm. And then on that very same play, once they reviewed it, they were like, oh yeah, there was also twelve guys on the field from Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. then the guys behind <laughs> us are debating. They're like, oh, it's gonna be second and ten, and Jim goes. <laughs> It's going to be first and five. Because they were wrong. I was just helping them out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, and that then literally it is first the shot. You it literally was so watched Rose and Hamilton. It was so bad. He just was like, it's going to be first and five. <laughs> they said thank Turns you. Turns around. Molly, next time that happens, turn record on your phone and get some of this content. I shut up. There was a ball thrown across the field. So there was one specific play that Jordan Love – and. It would have been a great play. I, I was like, where is he throwing this ball? He threw it across the field to Romeo Dobbs like from the pile. Like, you couldn't see from our angle like, where Jordan Love was, and he gets it out. But he underthrew it, and he had Dobbs wide open. Mm-hmm. And But he underthrew it, so by the time and anyone that's actually, if you think about it, played football, a ball that is coming down, like, downward trajectory is yeah. heavy. So Romeo Dobbs had to stop what he was doing and then come back to it and try to stick his hands underneath it, and he couldn't pull it off basically off the grass. Right. And he was and wide open. It was wide right open. And they're screaming at Dobbs mm-hmm. of like, <laughs> why did you catch that? And I just turned around. I'm like, that's like catching a brick. That was a horrible throw. I mean, the ball didn't get anywhere close to him. I mean, I think Romeo might have been a little head on his route maybe. No. <laughs> I just thought of this because I, I looked at Jim's hands. What kind of glove person do you think that Jim is? Well, I had three gloves, so I wore these specifically for this. I've not worn these, so I wore these specifically Wait, you for... you own three pairs of gloves. Yes. You didn't bring three, three to the different, game. Right, three different okay. types. I have three different types in the truck. In the truck. Boy Scout Jim, always... Always prepared. No, because the Survivalist. One, because the ones that I wore that day are my least favorite. But... Uh, they're also like a gift, and I was like, you know what? I'll wear them. Uh, I got to wear them once in a while. I'll keep Sounds my wife like happy. like his mother-in-law got him some gloves last Christmas. <laughs> guess, what, guess, what, guess what kind they were. <laughs> the, the, my, the, you can pull it back. Your fingers are out. So oh, was, yeah. 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 I had a text and all this other stuff. So I tried, That's like classic like Ralphie from A Christmas Story gloves. It was fine. They were, no. <laughs> I'm just thinking because he like pointed at the people. Yeah. <laughs> that was a brick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let me take that mitten down. That was a brick. <laughs> so um, with, that's part of it too. But also speaking to my mother-in-law, I'd like to point this out. I we gave a hug at the end to the uh, people oh, yeah. from Express. So I have yes. now hugged Rachel from Express Employment more than I've hugged my mother-in-law. <laughs> Jeez! But she, she came in for me. a hug. Yeah, you're not just gonna be like, nope, not happening. And her husband came in and gave you a hug. Yep. Yep. See, but like. You come in for a hug, you'll get a hug. You don't come in for a hug, you're not getting a hug. You ain't getting a hug. That's, Jim that's does not it. initiate have been, hugs. Have you guys ever hugged? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's I coming from Jim yeah. all the time. Yeah. I'm a hugger. Yeah. I've, I've hugged pretty much everybody in the office, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm not uh, against or with, or with the Here's will. The thing. I just want to see you guys hug. Jim will not initiate a hug, but he has zero 
problems, stir in the pot and initiate that pot stir at a football game with the drunk fans behind him. That's so true. like, you know Damn what? Hot. Molly, I'm going to come in hot with these guys. Uh, I think their vibe is good and I won't get in a fight, but I can't let you, this you go. You picked up, though, they, they had a good vibe. Like, they weren't, I guess I wasn't too I thought, I thought they were going to start, like, at least... Like trash talking you or like saying like don't was, tell us. Here's stuff. the thing: I, I was know. right over and oh, over no, again because sure. there was another time they're like, "That's not a late hit." And I'm like, "Yeah, look at the other." There's another guy that came through. It was on the quarterback hit yeah. of Jordan hey. Love, and the first time they showed it on the screen, they just showed Love getting hit, and it's like, "Oh, that's not that late." And I was like, "No, there's another guy." And literally ten seconds later, they show the hit where another guy came late and lit up Man. Love, and they're like, "No, on oh, cousins." Yeah. A, they either thought cousins, you were a right, know-it-all yeah. or a savant. You There's know what, no in-between. I will say, Jim <laughs> is not the worst person to watch game with. Actually, pretty good. Like, there were times where right away he's like, oh, that's a late hit. Before they even threw the flag, I swear to God. Like, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> how do you see all this? This is great. I feel like that is very... Subjective. Do you want somebody calling out the penalties before the penalties? But it wasn't like I was more just like speaking out loud. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. 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 No, he actually he actually watched the game with though. Okay. So he was actually a great companion at the Packer game. I don't think me and you would be good companions at the Packer game. You would probably be very annoying because you would just be like you'd be like that was Love's fault because you love Aaron Rodgers so much. Well, I mean, at least I would be right when I said it was Love's fault and not blaming all the other players. I mean, I mean, you. uh, Yeah, I would be blaming Aaron. Yeah, you probably would be blaming Love. I don't know. I probably have my 12 jersey on. Yeah. I don't hate that, though. 844 770 Would you enjoy going to a Packer game with me, uh, Jim Rutledge? <laughs> but then also, You'd be Molly, surprised people. Yeah. I, look, I thought I was saying with the Badger game, I'm pretty chill uh, at a game. Uh, I know my because here's the thing at the so Jim, for, I love you but your bear fandom I, I mean I would love to go to a Badger game with you but yeah. no chance on the Badger game no we need to see Rutledge and Hamilton take Lambo yeah we should do that <laughs> this should season definitely. yes yes we can do the Bear Packer game oh no oh god that would be horrible oh, maybe my not gosh. that one I probably can pull off like, I don't know if my heart could handle I've, it I've matured <laughs> I didn't wear anything purple I didn't I was just wearing normal like I didn't well if you go to a bear game you could wear right. bears and it's, there was it, even a guy who was at the Packer game in our trio in a bear shirt and I. Said that's just more aggressive than I want to be. Uh, at least my current, because then you're asking for it. Yeah. So I have some rules, like as a fan going to uh, a Packer game, and my what first rule is that I am never going to spend money of my own <laughs> at Lambeau Field. None of my own dollars will be going to Lambeau Field. Oh yeah. But after that, though, like unless it's unless the Bears are playing the Packers, I'm not wearing any Bear gear, and I am. I think that's an important one. And then it I'm also an not one. I'm not going to I'm going to do my best to be like respectful in it as as well. So, but I think like you, if you wear a jersey, you have to be aware of like you're going to get trash. If you're wearing a Vikings jersey, and mm-hmm. I think Packer fans are fairly respectful, um you're going to have to take some heat. But there I is a line like here. More playful taunting or or trash talk than it is like real I want to start a fight with you, trash talk. So right, but and so I, I think yeah. that's what I'm saying. They're pretty yeah, good. They're good, but you have to understand that from your perspective as a Packer fan, I think they're pretty mm-hmm. good at it. That the one guy or the people who are wearing the Vikings gear in this case, or the mm-hmm. the Ohio State gear of like all day and all the time at that stadium, all they've gotten is relentless trash talking. So there is a point where they do want to snap, but they can't snap. Because then they're the jerk. Mm-hmm. And if they cheer, they're the jerk. So you kind of have to live in this suppressed emotion state. <laughs> but it is like, it is, I'm just telling, like, and I, it could be a powder keg. Like, you got to be careful with it. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to get on someone too bad at a game. Not because you don't want to start a fight. You just, 
Then it goes too far. Even if you think you're good-natured, understand that they've probably been hearing it the entire day. And right. at some point, they could snap. And I think most fans are... Packer fans know that line, and most other fans. That's why I haven't seen any big fights at a Packer game. The Badger game, there was almost a fight twice. I almost had to inter- interject. <laughs> and it was the Badger fan that was going too far. Oh. Uh, because he oh. was just... He was saying inappropriate, like aggressively inappropriate things about Ohio State. And, and over and over and over again, where the guy finally turned around and was like, can you just stop? I've heard it a hundred times. And right. then the guy immediately like, starts like coming to like fight. And so <laughs> and it came back again, and the Ohio State guy, luckily the Ohio State guy had like his, his dad and his brother and other people were there, so they kind of just turned it around. But Matt, the question I have for you, though, and Rachel from Expressive came to the ga- uh, game with us on Sunday, pointed out, the guy who was being picked on had a black eye, and I would not pick a fight <laughs> With someone at a game, if they already have a black eye, which means they're ready to go. Because, they, right? I mean, if I saw someone with a black eye, I'm going to think twice because I'm going to think to myself, they're ready to go. Like, they're I ready mean, to throw maybe, it out. Maybe you think, hey, they might not be able to see this left hook. <laughs> <laughs> that you are your boxing shot. Yeah. Right, I got my Apollo Creed robe on. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I'd be feeling myself. Uh, Daniel <laughs> no, Sloth chimes in. Don't Molly. fight with people with black eyes because they are willing to fight. Yes, they and, might be bad and at I'm it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not willing. I don't want to fight. fight. No. I don't want to fight either. <laughs> I've had people take swings at me, but I'm not really if someone in a fight. Can you imagine that? People that want to just take a swing at me. It happened once after a Badger game. It's <laughs> usually. Imagine? It's actually. I love Badger games atmosphere, but Badger games are where the people get a little too inebriated and want to fight. Especially uh, those night games, I'm right. sure. It was after just a night game at a, game. at a post game. Someone took a swing. So, <laughs> uh, 844. Wasn't it me, though? It was uh, actually at Scalzo. I just kind of was in between. Uh, Molly, Scalzo. We need to hear that story. Uh, it, I'll, t- I'll tell it to you on the other side. Molly has to remember that Jim is very used to rooting for bad teams, so I, I'm good at noticing all the other things going on in the game. That's true. I'm also just an expert in bad quarterback play. And I, I won't write Jordan Love off right now. But he is bad. Like, bottom <laughs> tier. He's a bad NFL quarterback currently. currently. I'm fine if you don't want to write his story and close it up, but I think he's a bad NFL quarterback. Molly, before we let you go, what's one word you would use to describe Jordan Love uh, as a quarterback? Uh, <laughs> boring. That's it's kind of my, It's kind of my word for the entire team. Like this entire season, I was. Ooh, I've, I've said yeah. this a bunch of times. Like I am perfectly fine if they lose every single game. I don't care. I wasn't expecting a Super Bowl. I wasn't expecting playoffs. I wasn't expecting a lot of wins this year. The one thing that bothers me is that we're not seeing improvement. We're not seeing excitement. We're not seeing different things happening. Like that is the only thing I wanted. I expected fun out of this <laughs> team. There's nothing fun about this team whatsoever. Nothing. Matt, what's your one word? Huh, I don't know. Molly kind of nailed it right there. That's a really good word, yeah. It's good. It has been boring. Um, my one word to distri- describe Jordan Love, I guess. Man, I I still think that he's got the physical abilities, so maybe we still maybe I'll still throw him under like inexperienced. The guy still he can't do it. Like he picked. He thought he was going to say throw him under the bus. I think he like, looks. He... I think he look like the poise thing is good, and I think he's in this phase of like fake it till you make it kind of thing. Like I do think he, we we all know he's got the physical ability. You don't make the NFL if you don't have the physical ability. And the lack of starts he's had. I know he's what is he at like nine now in his career? Eight? Seven. There would be a nine because he started one game. Oh, that's right. You're right. Seven this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's got nine yeah. starts. Like like you said, I'm not ready to like end his story. The book's not done, but 
the first couple chapters are struggled immensely, super duper boring, and I think that's so. You know, the so what's thing, your word? One word. In loves Packer career so far. Underachiever. Underachiever. Ooh, okay. So we're going to put that on the board. We'll put that out as a uh, interactive iron uh, a post. One word to describe how you would or give us one word to describe how Jordan Love has played so far in his Packers career. Matt Hamilton says boring. Molly Brown. Oh, I'm sorry. Molly Brown says boring. Matt Hamilton says underachieving. And I say bad. 844-770-3776. This is Rutledge Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Today's show. I think the song is called like all don't, don't Give a Damn. And I think right now, with Packer fans, my suggestion to you would be just stop giving a damn for the, about the team right now. Like, they're not going to break your heart. For an example, for the Chicago Bears, I got home late yesterday. I got home at 6.40, picked up my daughter from swim class, took her home, put her to bed. And then my, young, my oldest got home, so then I put her to bed as well. And by the time I... Got everyone to bed and, and was just getting ready to sit down. The Chargers had already put the Bears to bed. Yes, and I was like, <laughs> I said, I'm not gonna do it. I, I'm not Fair. gonna. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna put myself through it. I don't want. I don't want it. I don't want it in my life tonight. <laughs> and so you could just you could take a break. I know it's hard for Packer fans because you're always used to being in it. But I mean, for your mental health, once in a while, just take a break. Like the Rams versus the Packers, maybe just take a mental take a mental day. Like do something different. Catch up on it. DVR it, tape it, so if you want to watch it back after it happened. But if it's, let's say it's a disaster, you don't have to watch it then. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Our Iron Jack poll question, and I want to ask you this: One, would you go to a game with me, a Packer game with me? Do you think I'd be a good time at that? But then also, <laughs> I think I was a good time. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, uh, Molly said so. And I, and I, I trust tried, Molly. And People I was trying to meet like up me. with uh, one of our, our our listeners from Eau Claire, but. Uh, he was already inside, not that far away from where I was sitting, but we did not get a chance to say hello, so sorry about that. But uh, Eric and Madison chimed in, and the one word, because we're asking this, what word would you use to describe Jordan Love's career so far? Eric and Madison said, underwhelming. I said, bad. Matt Hamilton said, underachieving. Molly Brown said, boring. 844-770-3776. What's the one word you would use to describe Jordan Love's uh, career so far? Now, Matt... I'm sure you've seen this video online of of all these like quote unquote drops by the Packers. Yeah, and I, I think I think Coach Lafleur even said it after the game it was like four or five drops. Packer fans trying to say it was like nine or ten, and drops are hard to figure out. But I would say that the egregious drop was from Wyatt or Wicks, excuse me. Uh, he dropped a, a pass that should have been caught on a slant. Uh, Watson had some balls that you'd like him to make a play on. But Jordan Love and the Packers have to know who Christian Watson is. He is a guy who is more like MVS or Tyreek Hill. But I mean, obviously Tyreek Hill can make contested catches as well. But you need a Christian Watson on the run, going down the field. He's not a go up and get it contested player. Like that's not right. what he's good at. But he was put in position to do that a few times. There was one throw early in the game, a, a quote unquote drop to Aaron Jones. Well, I had a perfect angle to see that one. Yeah. And 
Aaron Jones had turned and kind of went out as a safety valve and was turning up the field, and he had a lot of room to go. But Jordan Love threw it high and behind Aaron Jones. Now, Aaron Jones made a play to get his hands on the ball, and he should catch it, but the play was already <laughs> cooked. Because even if he catches that, he's falling out of bounds. Is this the old trope, if you can touch it, you can catch it? But, I mean, if that's what Packer fans want to play, that's fine. But you also understand that some of these quote-unquote good throws or drops were balls that were not placed where they needed to be. Those are throw to Luke Musgraves that was way out in front of him. Yeah, he ended up getting his fingers on it, but it was not in a position that even if he caught it, he was falling to the ground because it was a bad throw. He overthrew Christian Watson uh, when they had, what, 10 tries at the end of that game? to get the ball in the end zone, overthrew him in the corner, uh, overthrew Romeo Dobbs in a, in a late drive as well. Do you think a little bit of that overthrow to the corner is because a week ago he had the underthrow to the could corner? Could be. But right, because that it, was it the be. touchdown play that he had Watson open, takes an extra second, and then throws it and doesn't throw it out the back of the end zone, throws it short, and we get picked. That's fair, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I do think Jordan Love is – trying to be better like yeah, of course every i think we should all take a beat and remember like nobody's trying to lose in this team matt lafleur is doing what he can with the squad jordan love is doing what he thinks is best like it's not uncommon to see a young quarterback overcorrect, and i feel like he had a couple bad throws late in games where they had opportunities to come back like two games i think this year ended on interceptions mm-hmm. he can i think he's a little gun shy now and you see what he's doing late in games he's definitely overcompensating and missing on the long side or at least he did that uh one play today and he also i mean he, the pick he threw under so i mean you're right he is true jordan love is trying like the, right. the pick he threw to uh to reed that he reed was open earlier and right. so he threw it late and he underthrew it and that allowed the minnesota defender to get caught back up and take the ball away from reed should mm-hmm. reed make a play yes but this is why i say that jordan love is complicit in the problems he's making reads that are tick too late mm-hmm. and then he's throwing it inaccurately so you have to fix those things it's it's not all matt lafleur it's, it's not, not all the, some of the throws i feel like are accurate if he throws them on time yes. like when if he would throw that same ball half a second sooner He's probably there. So I that's why part of me thinks like some of that arm talent that we, you know, somewhat heard in the in the preseason and offseason, it's there. It's the timing thing that he's really got to get down. And like my optimistic side is telling me that this is reps. It's so hard to recreate game speed. Uh, environment in practice, the only way that Jordan Love is going to truly be able to like figure out timing is playing in these games. And oftentimes, it doesn't happen for everybody, but more often than not for quarterbacks, they're going to struggle with it. So like, I still think there's a lot of youth with Jordan Love, and I think there is still some potential. We're not closing the door on him yet. Right. But he is really struggling to find that timing and tempo in a fast-paced NFL offense. He's just not there yet. J.J. and Ponette chimes in. The word he used uh, is inconclusive. In 844-770-3776, we're asking you, what's the one word you would use to describe Jordan Love so far? In inconclusive is J.J. and Poinette. He said you can't have inexperienced receivers combined with Love's current level of inaccuracy. And that is true. And I want to talk more inexperienced. Yes. <laughs> and I want to talk more about that. But there's just simple things of there's nothing there is nothing that Jordan Love is elite at on the football field. Nothing. Like there were times when he took off and ran, but Minnesota gave him the runs. Minnesota they were third and twenty or fourth and twenty. And Minnesota said we're not worried about you getting 20 yards. You can't do it on us. <laughs> I mean, you can get 
you got 17. Yeah. And maybe Rodgers would have gotten 13 back, you know, last year. But, like, they said, we'll get, you got 17, but you're not elite enough to run through us, and you're not elite enough to run around us. Right. So we'll give you the 17. We're not worried about it. So that makes his life harder, too, because he's not elite in anything. He is a quarterback that fits this offense. But we, you're, you well, and I are on the same think, page. Honestly, the last five games... Nothing looks like it fits. So right. I don't know what fits this offense. I don't know if it's Matt LaFleur dialing it back or if it's just a bad offensive scheme. Matt LaFleur's not that good. Or if it's just a bunch of inexperienced people. Maybe The problem offense. is there's too many variables and X factors on this team to be able to put your finger on what the problem is. But if you use your eyes, you can say right now Jordan Love is part of the problem, not the solution. Again, 100%. I'm not writing it off. Uh, Daryl Deerfield chimed in with the word disappointment. He said, Will Levis threw four touchdown passes in his first start in his rookie year. Now, that's a one-off, but I, I maintain this, and you guys can think during the break, I don't think there's an NFL team that would trade their quarterback situ- situation to bring in Jordan Love. Uh, 844-770-3776. Uh, I will tell you what, though, as I mentioned earlier, if those dudes at Camp Randall, I mean, I'm too <laughs> chill, and I am too meta now to uh, have a fight. <laughs> okay, but Aaron. If, but if they did, man, <laughs> thanks to the science and the I, doctors I at Carbon World Health, doctors and science are good, so don't call me Aaron. Uh, <laughs> uh, you could go, I come like me, I had a six-week experience, that's how I started the Carbon World Health, now I'm the, the fittest and the healthiest I've been in my life because of the trainers over there, but then also because of the semi-glutide, I had to hit a wall on the weight that I could lose, so I took uh, the game-changing FDA-approved treatment for weight loss, it's the only treatment out there, Carbon World Health is the place to go for it, it is administered and monitored by a doctor in Dr. Nest Rodriguez, so go to uh, Carbon World Health, ask about semi-glutide, if you have other issues, maybe it's an issue where you're dropping weight, and maybe it'll be, as part of your six-week experience, you get to have a, uh, a meeting with Dr. Nestor Rodriguez, so maybe it'll be hormone replacement that you need, and that'll help you lose weight and gain muscle. Whatever it is, uh, Dr. Nestor Rodriguez and the folks at Carbon World Health will help you reach your fitness goals. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Donnie from Cottage Grove uh, is chiming in, 844-770-3776. We are asking you, what's the one word you would use to describe Jordan Love so far. And Donnie, why don't you go ahead and chime in with your uh, one word on Jordan Love. Let's go. What's going on, Hams? How's it going? I'm so stoked to be All in the right. studio again, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, so no, no, really. My, my, my one word is flat. And that seems, might seem like an easy word, you know, because obviously he is flat. But I'm like talking like flat basketball. Yeah. Like yeah. your buddies come over, you're 12 years old, it's early December, it's like 50 degrees, and your buddy sees you have a basketball hoop. So he's like, let's go shoot some hoops. And you grab that basketball that hasn't been touched since, like, August, <laughs> and it's flat. Yeah. Like, not so flat that, like, you can't shoot around or something like that, but just flat enough that you can't really dribble. Comes off the backboard bad. You know, it's good enough that you can play some horse or pig, but just, you know, a flat basketball. It really is. So I- it's just flat. I think flat is a fantastic word yeah. for this team. Yeah. If the so, team so then what do you do? What, what do? what do you what do you do after that? You go to the garage, you try to find that needle. 
What, really, what the, Packers just don't have that, the, the Packers just don't have that needle right now, so well, the basketball just stays flat. Here's the real problem is the Packers don't know where the needle is. They they don't even know where the pump is, needle being Matt LaFleur, <laughs> the pump being Goody, and then the garage is way too old that no one wants to go into it, and in two years, it's out the door anyway. So you're just waiting to demo the garage, you get a new pump, a new needle, 2025 is when the Packers restart this whole mess of uh, organization because they have a flat ball to play horse. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the call. Uh, flat is a good one because that's the other thing. I don't think – I think Jordan Love is the opposite of vibing right now. <laughs> and Yeah. <laughs> because, honestly, he is part of the issue with – the team just came out and it just looked like they were going through the motions for almost the entire first half. And – it's flat is a word to describe the entire team, but Jordan Love's a part of that. And I get it. It's hard. You're handing it off and you're missing some throws, but there's not, there's no juice. And to start that game, there was juice from the fans. Right. And then they got flat. And then they got booed. And then they got sarcastically cheered. And then it was dead silent for a while. And then let's not forget this. I honestly think the Packers blew a chance to win. The Vikings were without Kirk Cousins the entire fourth quarter, and the Packers had. How many chances to to score a touchdown? I think it was 10 or 11 plays inside the 20 because they went for it on fourth down. They didn't get it. Vikings had to go to their rookie QB, mm-hmm. and he uh, fumbles the ball. The Packers get it back. The place is going crazy. All that momentum. Bupkis. <laughs> and so they do it again, and then the Vikings are able to bleed out the clock. That's the game. Earlier, in that when they're one touchdown, they got a gift from the Vikings. It was, uh, I think, encroachment because the Packers had failed. Four time. Oh, I mean, right, if I'm right. using a word to describe the Packers' offense, I'm using the word impotent. I think, yeah, or sloppy right now. I might, I might change my word. But uh, Brad and Tulsa chimes in with backup. That's what Love will be, and that's Tyler from the Grove, a tier one Tyler, if you will. But backup is what he looks like. Colin Cowherd was talking today, and let's be honest, the Packers are paying Jordan Love backup money. So the Packers <laughs> are not committed to Jordan Love to being anything but a backup. Getting what you pay for, and because they've had. I do not think it is a slam dunk that Jordan Love will start the season as the QB next year. He will get this entire season to be played out. But if the Packers are bad and they get a top two pick, Jordan Love is jettisoned. They will take one of the top two players. If they have, I mean, but it's we're not getting one, right? Because that's going to go to the Bears. Let me ask the you this question: question. Is do the Bears take the new quarterback and restart? Yeah, they or will. do they take the? Talent, the generational wide receiver talent, and Marvin Harrison Jr. You're gonna unless, and it's not gonna happen. But Fields, I think, comes back maybe two more weeks. He has to. It's not gonna happen because the coaching staff is like, there's no so, way. So they're taking Caleb Williams. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. the Packers or, or Drake or Drake May. I mean, I don't know if the Bears are the first pick. I mean, it depends because Carolina won, so it's not 100. percent The Bears should have one of those first two picks. But regardless, let me. I'll just throw this out there. As Bobby chimes in with his one word is, um, well, Brandon Tulsa said average. Uh, shout out to Tulsa, Oklahoma. The people I, we're hanging out with was uh, for, from Oklahoma City. We appreciate you chiming in, but average would be – I would take average at this point. And he calls him just a guy. And Jake, <laughs> and then you had Bobby in Middleton, one word, dispassionate, so kind of going off flat as well. That Jordan – he just doesn't – it's not that he doesn't care. It's just it's – just, He it doesn't like, show emotion. I think he's trying – he's just detached. I think he's trying to be cool and calm and like I've been taught by my sports psych that – Getting too high, if you get yourself too up, it's it's also easy. It's a slippery slope where you can get too down. 
So Jordan Love's trying to keep that even keel. But when you're watching as a fan, if you throw an interception, I would like to see you get upset with yourself. Give it. Take five seconds and be upset. Show me that you care because this calm demeanor, as much as it might be good for some of the other young guys on the team to see that he's not rolling their, his eyes at him, kind of like what Aaron Rodgers would do when players weren't where they needed him to be. Jordan Love, that cool demeanor that he's got, does not sh- show passion. You know what I mean? And like sometimes fans just want to show your passion. Show me how upset you are that you threw this pick and this game is over now. Show me how upset you are that we had 10 shots inside the 20 and you didn't get it done at all. Show me some of that passion because like that was the best part about Brett Favre, right? He got so excited when he did something great, but he would also looked like he was very upset with himself when he didn't. And Brett Favre made more mistakes than any other Packer quarterback in the history of the franchise as far as interceptions are concerned. And that guy, you felt like he was like, he threw an interception. You thought he was going to go out and make the team pay for intercepting his throw. Like it was their mistake. Yeah. You shouldn't have done that because I'm Brett Favre and I'm going to go gunslinger on your butt. So I just would like to see I'm with that. Jordan Love needs to show a little bit more passion. Chris from Manitowoc Watch Waters chimes in with the one word he would use to describe Jordan Love's career so far with the Packers and Jordan Love so far, passionless. Hey, all right. Now we're on the same page. You're right. And I, I get the idea. I, I think that honestly Jordan Love – is like searching for an identity as a he's football player. He's a little too in his own head. Well, he's try. I think you're right. He's trying to be cool, Aaron. But Aaron did have a, an edge to him. Right. I don't think. I don't think Jordan Love knows who he is as a competitor at the NFL level. I mean, and, it doesn't seem like it. And that's not surprising. He jumped from Utah State to being, you know, basically a backup, and then getting to the NFL level, and and it's been falling off the rails for him. At Not bare- to mention the situation. like he, he got called in to be a backup, and then he was a backup for like one of the best to ever sling the pill, and you've got to live up to that hype of 30 years of Packers football. Whether it was there or not for you, it has to be something in the best, back of your mind. Best case scenario, the best way to describe Jordan Love as a player right now would say that he's flatlining, or you could say he's regressing, because he's not improving. If you want to say he's flatlining, he's been the same guy since uh, week one, or I mean, not or since week two, and he's just been this, just kind of dipped, and this is who he is. But he's honestly borderline regressing at this point, and it is partially on the floor. Uh, we got to take a break before we go to break. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some good news on Braylon Allen sooner or later. But it's always good news when we're talking about Iron Jack, though. Yeah, the best part about Iron Jack is as long as you own that gear, it's not going to be like Jordan Love. It won't regress. It's just as good as the day you got it. The silver ion technology is woven into the fabric, giving you odor-fighting protection for as long as you own that garment. It's made here in Wisconsin. It's some of the best materials that they can source. And I'm telling you what, the unsung hero is these Iron Jock socks. My curling bag, my gym bag, does not smell like a gym bag. It's a game changer. If you are working out, maybe you're just active on your feet during the day and you got some dogs barking at the end of the day, those socks are not going to let you down and upset your significant other. Check out Iron Jock. That's ironjoc.com for deals and all sorts of different gear that you can get for yourself. Remember, Iron Jock, it's what's inside that matters. Uh, we got Chris Orr coming up next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Give me something. 
Am I wrong to think that McIntosh hires Fickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champions? He knows what it takes to win. 24 to 10, the Badgers fall at the hands of Ohio State. That's a tough one. That's a tough one in that locker room. I give those guys credit and proud of them for getting into the fourth quarter, and then fourth quarter comes and you can't make the plays we need to make. Hey, it's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. The jump around was lit. The drone show at Camp Randall was lit. Matt, you would have loved it. The drones made out. I'll show you some photos, but they made like Bucky Badger behind the scoreboard at Camp Randall. They made the URA. So they made a, a capital. So AI is at the Badger games now, too? So yeah, Apparently, they had it's drones with the lights world. on them and the red and white lights, and they did a lot of cool uh, different designs back there. And you know what? And I think Chris Orr agrees with me. Chris is brought to you by Simmons Chevy and Mount Horror North South Sea from the Smokehouse. The Badgers were outmanned. Then Braylon Allen goes down, and they were in it until basically, I would say, middle of the, the fourth quarter. They had a chance to pull off a major upset. So there's no moral victories, but if there was one, I feel like that could have been one of those. Chris, what was your thoughts on the Badgers' loss, uh, 24-10 to uh, to Ohio State? Ryan? I, I think that if this if the Badger football team that showed up this past weekend, if they had showed up all year, then we'd be at 7-1 right now, I think. I think we'd be 7-1, we'd be ranked, and the West would be locked up. I think this is some of the best that we've looked, uh, both offensively and defensively. Not to ignore the fact that, obviously, we left a lot of players out there uh, all over the field, you know, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. We're dropping balls. we shooting ourselves in the foot at horrible times, and our run game just wasn't there against a, a really good defense. Um, one of the best defenses in the country, though, which is – which all of that is is confidence building. Um, definitely confidence building for – Brayden Locke to be a true freshman and have your second career start, uh, be the number three team in the country, let alone at that, they're another Big Ten team, let alone at that, it's Ohio State at home in Camp Randall. I think he proved that uh, the moment's not too big for him and he'll rise to the occasion. So they had a, the spread was 14 and a half, and they obviously covered that. Is there like moral victories to be won by the team? Like, I know they're not concerned with spread, but like, what kind of <laughs> what kind There's of like cash victories, moral victories do some of these players take from this? Because obviously, a loss is hard, but you can still play right. well in a loss and find things to to be better and things to key on. Uh, explain mm-hmm. to me kind of some of the things that you notice that these guys are like. This is trending in the right direction. I like this. <laughs> Chris, I think you're muted there. <laughs> Technical difficulties, Ryan? We will effort to get Chris Farrow's audio back in the stream in just one moment, guys. But I think this is an elaborate, like, As of the show Ryan, IT guy. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. Ryan did something, and now he's blaming it on Chris. Because Chris on the video right now looks confused. Like, I didn't mute. I think he's like, you muted yourself. I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> now he's back. He's back. Oh, okay, whose fault was it, Ryan? I'm back now. I'm blaming Jesse Nelson on this one. <laughs> You're back, Chris. Other than Ryan okay. fumbling and not really finding a groove yeah. here, what oh. do the Packers find in the or the Badgers find in their groove against Ohio State? Right. I mean, I think the pass game picked up for sure. I think 
Um, Will Pauling has definitely solidified himself as uh, one of our playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. I think he's done that. I think that Brayton Locke has shown enough now that you don't need to hold anything back from him, especially in these playbooks, especially in the air raid where he's not he's, – he's going to look at everything, but it's not like the play is over if your first read isn't there or something like that. So I think you you give him keys completely for the rest of this season for sure. Um, defensively, I think I think they showed that, man, we can do this. We can hang with the, with any and everybody in the country. We can hold these – these teams shouldn't score too much on us. Mm-hmm. We can we can hold an explosive team. We can hold a milk your way team. We finally found a way to get our turnovers. Re- Ricardo Hallman, man, we got yeah. we got to get him in a Jim Thorpe conversation. Yep, for sure. Because I don't think there's any other corners in the in the country right now playing as good as ball as him. He's playing some really good football. So I mean, just building off of the really good stuff that you've done, um, I think it's a big confidence game too. Like a, a lot of our guys are young especially on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of them are young. You get out there, you make a few plays in a big-time game, it's like you all of a sudden realize, like, you can truly have some genuine confidence behind, like, hey, I can actually – I can really do this. So it should be trending us up in the right direction. But that Badger football team, they 7-1 right now. They play like that all all year. All right, so they're going up to Indi- – or they're going down to Indiana, and they're going to go there without Braylon Allen, I assume. Uh, which means Jackson Acker or Acre is going to have more uh, carries. Uh, you're going to have I don't know Grover playing or K. Who who knows? We're down to just randos off. So you can just make people up. These are made up characters now in Madden that are basically playing for the Badgers. Uh, that's how thin <laughs> they are at the at the running back position. And I agree with you that this team. I was happy they didn't lose the momentum they got from Illinois. They carried that through to Ohio mm-hmm. State. And it sounds like you're looking for them to just come out and basically lay the wood to Indiana. Indiana's a solid team, but Wisconsin's yeah. better. And just put it on them and then carry that forward through the rest of the year. Because, Chris, I'm with you. When the Badgers left that game, I said, if they play like that, they're not going to lose a game the rest of the way, including whoever they play in the bowl. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I can't agree more. Like, we hadn't saw that type of fight and uh, passion from this team all season long. Um, I, I knew that. At some point, you're going to have to wake up. At some point, you're going to have to wake up or you're just going <laughs> to – we were teetering the line and it could have gotten really bad for us and really ugly for us. But these guys answered the bell, especially in a big-time game, a big-time opportunity. It's time for us to carry that uh, home. Yeah, like Indiana – Indiana kind of reminds me of like uh, – I wouldn't have said this at this at that point in the season, but now like Washington State, maybe even uh, maybe even less to be honest. They, they play some really good teams close – but we should we should win this game by two possessions or more. Ooh, I like that pick. Starting early with the uh, two score game, but <laughs> <laughs> how do you... it's gonna it's gonna be tough though? It's gonna be tough. Uh, Chris, we're la- starting to lose a lot of production. Last one for you on this. I mean, how does a team like the guys aren't um, they're not idiots? And I'm sure they see guys in practice, but no Chez, no Braylon. Tanner's obviously out, but Locke's been coming up. Like at some point, like how do the coaching staff, or how does everyone keep everyone like in line and saying yes, we are, we are down our borderline All American running back and down our All Big Ten running back in Ches Malusi and our quarterback in Tanner Mordecai might have ended up uh, All Conference too. Who knows how it wraps up? And we just got to keep on rolling. Like how do the coaches, how do the players keep it in their heads that we can keep on doing it? Because now you are really at the running back position, and I don't mean this in a mean way, scraping the bottom of the depth chart to give guys either who are really green or guys who are at the lower end of the depth chart because they weren't as good as those other players. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and I don't, yeah, I don't want anybody to take offense to what you said either. Like, going into the season, like Jackson, we weren't supposed to see Jackson too much unless it was a blowout. Yeah. So, so that's a that's a very true statement. But I think it works a few ways. One, you as a coaching staff, you just breathe a lot of confidence into these guys. Like, you point out stuff to them on film. I think you get the team to breathe and calm down, and you're like, bro, all of our goals are still right here in front of us in the West. We have to handle. We have to handle our business and just keep winning. That's that's the best we can do right now. We handle our business and keep winning. We should we should be able to still accomplish our goals. And you might be able to even see those guys again if you felt like uh, you you didn't play that well. Like that's what I'd be saying. I'm like, man, you keep handling our business. We keep building on what we're doing. You'll be able to play those guys again. And I know you don't feel like you played your best ball, but at the same time, it's like, bro, we're sitting at five and three which is a hell of a lot better than we were looking at this point last year. So right. you, you're already building somehow. You're already building still a little bit. The players know that. The players see that. I think it gives them a little confidence, too. It's, it's a little easier to hide behind, like, oh, man, we're we dealing with a lot of injuries. Like, that's why you don't almost blame it on that. Like, man, we lost a lot of production, and that's why, that's why we look a little stagnant. That's why it's hard for us to overcome in some of these games. But, yeah, just breathe confidence into the young guys and – They'll they'll be fine. All right, Chris. Last question: If if you shave your beard and you're on the, we put you on the practice squad, and they bring Chris Guop up from the practice squad to play running back against <laughs> Indiana, what's your stat line going to be? <laughs> How many tidies you running it. for? It, How many hundreds of I yards are you going? I love it. I love it. I'll say this: I think I'm getting two touchdowns. Oh yeah, and. They're not going to be long distances. I think <laughs> my average my my average rushing touchdown yardage is probably going to be like four yards. Uh, I'm guessing. I think I could get a hundred though. If you give me twenty, if you give me like twenty two carries, oh yeah, I'm at least I'm clearing a hundred. Yeah, sure. and your last eleven are going to be the most productive because you'll be shortening necks early in the game with those early ones. No one will want to get hit late. No one will want to get hit late. Sure. He's moving to Very running sure. back, people. Chris Guwap. I'll be the running, running back, back out there with a. I'll be out there with a neck pad, man. I'll be. Let me look. They'll, they'll be uh, the black Mike Allstein. <laughs> Let's go. You're going to be uh, Bobby Boucher on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, right? I love it. Exactly. <laughs> Gatorade. Uh, thanks, Chris, for hopping on. We'll see uh, no problem, man. Appreciate you. All right. That's Chris Orr. Uh, brought to you by Simpson Chevy in Mount Horb and North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. We talked to Jason Wildey a little bit later in the show. We'll continue the Packers conversation on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Coors Light.